Matt Tight Radio. With the hottest radio station, Matt Tight Radio. Red to Learn Show. Yours truly, Matt Joking, and it's about to go down. We got a special guest in the building. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let them know who you are and what do you do. So, hey guys, this is Betty Boop, and I am a journalist. I mostly deal with public relations, media liaison work and graphic design. I'm also a brand ambassador, and I have my own podcast titled Good Damage on the Wisdom app. So I'm no a little doubt. bit of a jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. Well, welcome to the Red to Learn show, Miss Betty, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, we're going to dive right into it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Okay, so we just launched it in October, I believe. It is called Good Damage. And it pretty much has me and my co-host, Becca Cardia. Uh, we mainly talk about social issues such as mental health, gender issues. Um, we're going to be delving into spirituality and things of that nature okay. in a little bit. We just recently went through a two-week hiatus, first because it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> really can't concentrate right. anything when you're having food in your mouth. And right, right. we were going to come back last week, but unfortunately, Becca came down with laryngitis. But we'll be back this Tuesday, which is tomorrow. On the wisdom app around 3 p.m. Eastern time, and it'll be on Tuesday, which is again tomorrow. So we hope to see all of you guys there. No doubt, no doubt. And uh, make sure you do tune in. And uh, what platform are you running it off of? We are running it on the wisdom app currently. We are looking to at least um, start uploading episodes on YouTube to make it a bit more accessible, but um, that's for our back end team to kind of handle at the moment. So we'll be sure to give you guys an update whenever we do have that up and running. Right, right, right. Most deaf, most deaf. Uh, let's talk about your uh, journaling. Uh, you said you're a journalist. Uh, how long have you been a journalist? So I've been working as a journalist since I want to say 2018. Okay. Um, when I was in college, uh, one of my I what for my because um, in college I studied communications and public relations, and one of our core classes was supposed to be um, news writing. So I took news writing, and I ended up really loving it. I've always had a love for writing, but it just kind of reignited my passion for it. So my professor recommended that I join the independent newspaper, The Spectator. It does okay. have ties to a school, but it is mainly independent. So we don't have to work under the school and we don't have to just report on school news and stuff like that. And I ended up getting- Wait, wait, wait. So look, yeah. real quick, how, how was that working independent? Uh, uh, like you said, you didn't have to work uh, under any, anybody necessarily. How was that? I love working independent, just kind of like the freedom of things to cover and, you know, just being able to choose my topics and, you know, being able to write my way while having to be really influenced by, you know, the school or be influenced by any type of sponsors. Because don't get me wrong, we still had ads, but we really didn't just like have, we weren't really sponsored to the point where we couldn't run certain stories. So it's probably like, in terms of creative freedom, it's probably like the best period of my writing career. No doubt, no doubt. Now, was it a team of you or did you have to write individually or did you write amongst, you know, other team members or? So it was pretty much a team. It was still like a journalist staff because, you know, you had the um, you had the entertainment writers such as myself. That you also had sports writers, people who handle news and features, human interest pieces, campus life, things as that. We did work as a team. We did write our own stories independently, but... Okay. You know, we had a writer for everything, pretty much. No doubt. And uh, did you have total control when it came to, uh, you know, what what topics to write about? Or it was uh, pretty much you were uh, in, instructed 
or you could, or you were free to choose what topics. When I was um editor, when I became an editor about a year later, I had a lot more leeway on the stories to cover, and it was just pretty much, you know. What I wanted to cover, when I was a staff writer, it was a bit different. They still allowed us to do pitches, and for the most part, we couldn't write what we want. But it was still editor's discretion on which stories we can write and run with and which ones they were like, eh, that's a good idea, but I think we'll just right. hold on that. Right, right. Do, do you keep a journal? Uh, Yes, I have a big old pen pad right here. Of course, okay. this, it doesn't have anything written on it yet, but I'm just getting my day started. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you speak to the importance of journaling? Uh, what what does journaling when you write in your journal? What does that do for you, Betty? So normally, um, as you can tell, I'm pretty scatterbrained, and my mind runs a mile a minute. I'm constantly thinking of stuff. I'm a chatterbox, so I'm, I kind of have motor mouth syndrome. And writing in my journal and journaling, it kind of just helps me stay focused, especially like if I'm interviewing somebody or I'm researching a topic, it just helps me to stay focused. And it also gives me a frame of reference. So when I do actually write my project, you know, I won't have to be constantly thinking of 50 million things. I won't have to be constantly re-looking up information. Everything is right here in my handy dandy notebook. (laughs) Right, right. And you keep your journal only 24, 24 24-7, or do you leave it at, at, at home? Now, the big notepad, I do leave at home because it's big and bulky and it's really not <laughs> practical to carry anywhere. It does stay on my desk, so whenever I'm doing something just on my computer, which I've been doing more of lately because, you know, we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> it's right, right. Me. I do keep a little mini notepad. It is in my purse, and it's probably not in my room. But, yeah, <laughs> I keep a mini notepad on me almost at all times. Just sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do write my uh, observations and other stuff going on, on around me. Other times I don't have it. It's just Hey, how you doing? It's a, it's something that'll always be there. Right, right, right. No doubt. Um, let's let's get into uh, your brand ambassador. Your brand ambassador. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Um, and uh, who are uh, some of the uh, uh, companies you, you've had the opportunity uh, to to work with? So the funny thing about that is I re- I've only started taking social me- media and doing brand work seriously about three months ago. So okay. I haven't been a brand ambassador for that long, but I've already got three brands that I am currently working with. Uh, the first one I ever worked with and the main one I work with is an emerging skincare line called The Better Butters. It is created by... Um, Winner loser, he's on Clubhouse, and pretty much it is Kapusu Kapusu butters that's supposed to give your skin durability, elasticity, right. and give it a glow. So right. that's the main one I work with. Another one, another paid sponsorship I do is the Signature Fit. They are a clothing brand. And as a matter of fact, if I could show you guys, I would, but the joggers I have on right now for this interview, they're from the Signature Fit. They're really comfy, really cozy, and I love working with them as well, especially since they do like, you know, paying their influencers handsomely. Right, right. And I recently just got another brand deal. It's not necessarily skincare, but it's more of just healthcare. Excuse me. You know, um, soaps, pH balance. It's more dedicated for women, so to speak, but anybody can use it as long as you are concerned with your health, as long as you're concerned with your pH balance. And it is called Yoni Care by BU Beauty Official. I think they're also somewhat a recentish brand, but you know, I really do love them and the work they do with women. So I am really conscious about brands I do deals with. I do feel okay. like it would be like, you know, right now I'm just, I guess I'm kind of more health and beauty focused, but. At the same time, if a brand is doing something to help people or, you know, just get them more confidence about, self, about themselves, I love that type of stuff. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, 
it, it makes it more appealing uh, to 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 be, to represent and be a part of. Uh, I definitely feel you on that. Um, is there any idea company out there that you that you would love to uh, uh, maybe be a brand ambassador for? Um, maybe. Maybe. Oh my goodness. I know it would probably be a long shot at this point, but you know, I'm all about manifestation. So if I do speak it into existence, it'll happen one day. I, I tell them all the time, put it in the atmosphere. Go ahead. Yes. Like I was going to say, like I would just probably love to be like a part of Fenty Beauty or Savage mm. Fenty. I would mm. love those two brands because I have a Savage Fenty ma- membership and it's been pretty good to me so far. And I just used um, Fenty Beauty. Matter of fact, I used their fat water toner on my face this morning. Oh my goodness, it feels like I just got a mini facelift. So yeah, I would definitely love to ambassador for them one day. If they bestow the honor upon me, of course. <laughs> well, you know, like you said, manifest it, put it in the atmosphere, and uh, you never know, you know. But uh, you got to at least throw it out there. So um, let's get into our social media, uh, Betty. Uh, what's your thoughts on social media? And uh, particularly when it comes to... Um, along the lines of what you're trying to do, connect the dots um, with other brand ambassadors uh, linking up uh, with guests for your podcast. Can you just speak to the importance uh, of social media or or how it has played a role um, in, in what you're doing today? Yes, yeah, social media is the main way I get connections, especially even before the pandemic, because for the most part, whenever I, you know, what I was quote unquote in the trenches. Cause you know, I kind of like using that term whenever I talk about my reporting. Mm-hmm. Um, back then I used to find interesting people to interview and, you know, maybe do a podcast with, if I had one back then, but I was like, Oh, you'd always be interested in a podcast. But now social media is kind of like my main hunting ground for connecting with people, especially apps like Fanbase, clubhouse. Um, I've even met a couple of really interesting people on Bego Live. Those three are okay. really good platforms on finding interesting people. I found I've got a queue of guests coming on my own podcast that I found okay. from there. And you know, I just love how Clubhouse and Fanbase they do like pitch rooms so you can pitch your own things. That's how I've connected with other brand ambassadors and connected with other people who are just very interesting that, you know, that I might work with in the future. There was one right. particular um, clothing brand on Clubhouse. Um, I definitely tapped in with them. And we are looking forward to um, just me getting ready to work with them. I'm not going to say the specific brand yet because I don't want to, you know, say everything until everything's said and done and we got everything posted. But I'm in the process of doing that. And also, you know, I was going to say, like, especially things like Twitter and Instagram, they are just a breeding ground for really hot topics to discuss on my podcast okay. and focus my content towards. So I really love social media. I know there's there's a segment of the population that, that doesn't really like care for it or whatnot, but I personally just love it. It's just, it's really helpful for the things I do. And if I didn't have social media, I probably wouldn't have had half the blessings I've gotten this year. No doubt. No doubt. Um, is there a particular platform that you love using the most or that you uh, found works the most when it comes to your connections or, you know, what you're trying to do? Yeah, as far as connections, what I try to do, Clubhouse has honestly been the best for me because, you know, I've gotten um, two out of my three ambassadorships through Clubhouse. Okay. Um, I found most of my guests through Clubhouse. 
fan base does come to really close second though because fan base is what got me started it's what got me my first ambassadorship and you know i've met a plethora of interesting people that i also have queued up for my podcast on there so those two have been just really good for me good to me and i definitely do recommend you guys get them if you do want to make those connections and you do want to just kind of get your social media game started no doubt uh now you said something about twitter what do you use twitter for is it's not because a lot of people um you know they use as you said social or each platform for different various reasons so when it comes to twitter is that a platform do you think of that more as uh expressing yourself your thoughts or um when it comes to facebook is that for your family you know a lot of people like to put <laughs> facebook and connect that with family so when it comes to uh the the twitter and facebook platform how do you utilize those so yes um i was gonna say like Twitter is technically how I first, well, it's not how I first got started on social media, but it was the first platform where I just, I really began just expressing myself. And I grew a miniature following there by doing so because, you know, I've had people ask me like, oh, how do you, I'm not even that big on Twitter. I think I have like 4,300 followers, but like they're, but you know, I've only been there for less than a year. They're like, oh, how did you grow your following? I'm like, honestly, the best way to do so is just to express yourself. And that's what I love about Twitter. It's very raw. You can express yourself. Of course, they do have certain rules in place where, you know, you can't say certain things, but for the most part, I use Twitter because like it helps me express myself and it just kind of helps me like curry feedback for certain topics. And this was especially prevalent when I did podcasting because I would find so many topics on Twitter because you already know how those viral tweets go. You already know how those shade room tweets go. So yes, I, I do. people, you know, who just I'm going to comments, see their opinions. And I'm like, okay, this is a hot topic. We definitely got to talk about this. And sometimes, you know, I'll just be like, so so-and-so brought up a really good point, blah, 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 blah. So I really love using Twitter for that. It's also really great for just interacting with certain people, certain people who really support me. Um, Twitter is how I got introduced to fan base because um, what, like one of the fan base users, his name is Green Eyes. He, we kind of talked in a Twitter space. He convinced me to do fan base and my social media career has been popping ever since. So I will always have mad love for Twitter. I know you mentioned Facebook and I just, mm, I really look <laughs> like that. I did when I was younger, but yeah. I, mm, okay. One way of my <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, no love for FP. We'll we'll move on. No love, no love. Um, what what would you say has been the toughest obstacle um, for you, um, just being a, a entrepreneur? Um, you know, making uh, the connections and being a journalist, and you know, just just being on your journey. For me, the toughest thing has probably just been my consistency. And just kind of me getting over certain mental hangups in order to get the job done. Because contrary to popular belief, even though I can be very outgoing and I can be very talkative once I do get to know you, it's kind of hard for me to just push myself to talk to other people. And that's why I'm glad I kind of started using audio rooms because I have gotten better about that. But there's still a certain shyness factor. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother them. Or, uh, I don't like asking for favors and things like that. So that's something I've kind of had to get over, especially when I first became a journalist, because I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to talk to people. But they don't talk to me what if they don't want to answer my questions right. and i feel like me just taking that leap of opportunity three years ago and now just me getting on these two rooms and just being social on social media and not just right. talking into quite a lot that's really helped me but yeah those are definitely two obstacles i do tend to have oh because oh i did mention consistency and you know i guess that consistency just goes to explain itself like you know sometimes like when i first used clubhouse i used clubhouse 
um, sometime last March. And at first I loved it. I was obsessed with it. And then right. a few weeks later, I just completely deaded it because I was something happened that annoyed me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like it anymore. And now just recently, I just started using it back up like crazy again. So I kind of right. go through those waves and being a social media, a micro influencer, and even a journalist, sometimes you just kind of have to even if you do get annoyed, you just kind of have to be consistent in order to produ- produce quality results. It's something I've really had to work on, but, you know, I think I've gotten better at that as well. Uh, no doubt. And it, it, it sounds as if you're heading in the right direction because uh, an important step is at least identifying, you know, your flaws or, or areas that you need to, uh, you know, work on and improve on. So, you know, uh, as long as you're identifying continue to uh you know work towards them um what's long term for miss betty uh what's long term goal um overall what are you trying to accomplish so my long-term goals in the social media realm is to of course you know gain a bigger following probably work with more brands and you know still kind of maintain my um my micro influencer status, but also just kind of like elevate into becoming an actual influencer. I definitely want to bring the numbers up for my podcast because right now my podcast is my baby. And I really just kind of want to see it like go of the heights of certain other podcasts that I do see on other platforms like YouTube and um, Spotify. If I could, heck, if I could even like cash out a deal for my podcast, like on Spotify or whatnot, I would totally love that. So I'm definitely working on that right now. Um, As far as being a journalist, um, freelance writer the main thing i kind of want for that is either to kind of like go national so you know just kind of be a national journalist work at a national level like whenever i worked for georgia college press association um i met some very talented people who ended up working as high as cnn becoming crime reporters becoming breaking news reporters even becoming angered men and women and that's something i would really like to aspire to especially like i maybe not necessarily cnn but you know just kind of tell stories and do it at the national level I kind of feel like my podcast would help with that because, like, you know, if my podcast does become syndicated, that's also putting me on a national stage. So those are a couple of long-term goals I have. No doubt. Um, Who's your dream guest? If you could have one guest, dream guest, who would it be to make an appearance on your podcast or interview, whichever one? Probably Dave Chappelle because I feel like – I would be laughing all the way to the hospital if I were to have him as a guest. He is hilarious, but he also is very insightful. I've always loved his work, and that would just probably be my dream person to just have a five-minute conversation with. If I had him on a podcast or if I did an interview with him, that would just be an absolute dream. So, yeah, it would definitely be him. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I, I definitely feel you on the laugh. Uh, definitely, definitely feel you on that. Um Give me, i say, your uh, top five people that you would love to sit down and pick their brain. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, that list is going to kind of be hard to narrow. Dave Chappelle, definitely, um, he's on that list. Um, let me see. Who else would I love to sit and pick their brain? Hmm. Kind of another typical answer, but I probably would love to sit down and pick Beyonce's brain just because, especially after her Lemonade album, I'm like, oh my goodness. Woman, no I just, yeah. <laughs> no <doubt. laughs> um, let me see. Another one would probably be Michelle Obama. There's something okay. that's always happening to Michelle Obama. I really like how much of a role model she's been. And I also would just really love to pick her brain. Um, 
Let me see. Who else? Oh, like I said, there's, I'm like, does it have to be just five? <laughs> <laughs> right, um, right, right. Let me think. Um, hmm. Honestly, this probably is going to be a controversial answer, but probably Kanye West. Just because I want to know what's really going on with That's him. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like, I feel like I would just be sitting my pen pad and just taking notes and being like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And hopefully again, I'll either be like, oh my goodness, you're just so wildly misunderstood. Or I'll be like, this is crazy. Nope. <laughs> right. But but you want to be able to make that decision yourself by sitting down exactly. and picking his brain. I can go for that. No doubt. No doubt. Um, no and doubt. What would be, um, let me see. Probably my final one would probably be, oh, we'll see if Jobs is dead, so no. <laughs> um, my final one would probably be Bill Gates, mostly because I just want to see the process of how he became a billionaire, and I want to copy that. <laughs> right, right. You want that uh, up-close blueprint. Yes. Be so to, uh... Exactly. So Dave Chappelle, Beyonce, Kanye, um, Bill Gates, and... Who's the other one I said? Uh, oh, Michelle Obama. Yes. That's that, hey, that's a dope vibe right there, though. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Uh, yeah, Betty. Well, um, again, it's been a pleasure um, having you come by the Ready to Learn show. You definitely got uh, big things in the future for you. Um, and before you get out of here, please let the people know how they can follow you, you know, um, on your journey. And they want to tap in with you. Of course. So, so, so um, my two main things I'm active on is Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can follow me there on both of them at it's Betty Boob. I T S it's Betty Boob with a B, not with a P, not Betty Boop, Betty Boob. Right. Um, on Fanbase and Clubhouse, it's also the same thing. It's Betty Boob. So if you guys want to follow me on those two platforms as well, you guys can. TikTok is a little different because TikTok just has really weird and strict rules and I don't want to see me be great. <laughs> so my TikTok name is Betty Not White. You can also find me on that name on Clubhouse as well, but my at's name is It's Betty Boob. They have a weird thing about that where you can't have like certain explicit right. words in your actual name but in your at name i guess it's okay but yeah <laughs> right, that's right. you follow me and see me on my journey no doubt no doubt again uh, it's been a pleasure and uh you're welcome back anytime betty boo mad joker at the learn show mad type radio we out of here yeah mad type radio. all right there you guys <laughs>